Hello there. Hi, Matt. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Oh, man. So, Mary Poppins Return, huge success. A movie that took 50 years plus to uh, to get done. <laughs> it certainly felt like that when we were making it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. What's it like working on a film that's this level of uh, cult classic? Uh, humbling, I guess, is one way of describing it. I mean, I was certainly very aware um, of... And uh, the legacy of the movie, it was, it's part of my, the, the, the original film, it's part of my childhood, it's part of many people's childhoods. So it was, uh, it's kind of like you're being given the crown jewels. And, um, here's the crown jewels, go play with them, but just don't muck it up. So right. uh, yeah, we were certainly very aware of the, uh, of whose uh, shoes we were trying to fill. <laughs> and how do you try to fill those shoes? I mean, I think that, A, we had a great director, Rob Marshall, and if anyone was going to, to pull it off, it was going to be him. He had a very clear vision of, of what he wanted the movie to be. Mm-hmm. Um, we want, we needed to be respectful to the, the original movie, but also to, to make a movie that, that perhaps people who haven't seen the first one, mm-hmm. I'm sure there are a few, uh, something that they could enjoy as well. So um, I was certainly always being respectful of the first movie, but, but just... Making, making, moving forward and using the very you know, latest techniques and technology to, to make something that, that works in the 21st century as well. Right, and I mean the visual effects have come along so far from animated stills on top, you know, being added on top of the, uh, you know, the live action scenes. Excuse me, uh, to create these types of um, visual effects today in comparison to back then. Obviously, the techniques are different, but is it just as daunting? Or has it become a bit easier uh, from a graphic perspective? It's daunting in the sense that we we needed to make it feel like it was. We were, certainly for the animation sequence, we wanted to very much feel as though we were in the Disney Silver Age sort of sixties animation style. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, when most sort of modern um, animated films are more in the Pixar or kind of Frozen style of, of CG cartoons, mm-hmm. which which are fantastic, but we wanted to make sure everything looked and felt hand-drawn. So that was an interesting uh, challenge. So one of the things that we did was um, we wanted to be able to do that sort of old-style sort of 2D work, but have a much more fluid, dynamic cameras, where back in the 60s, it was absolutely cutting-edge technology was used then. But the cameras are largely static, or they're very simple kind of hands and moves. Whereas the way Rob Field films now, he wants everything to be sort of sweeping crane shots and, and a lot of movement, which is very challenging for that sort of work. So what we did, for example, in the musical sequence, we actually created a fully CG, 3D rendering of the musical, but rendered in such a way it had the appearance of a traditional 2D background. Mm. And that allowed you to sort of the, the camera could basically do whatever we needed to do in live action. We built basically a full-size live action musical stage on out of green screen. So each book, each staircase that Lynn dances on were all built one-to-one so he could rub the cheap number like a, a traditional Broadway show. Uh, we then replaced the green screen set with, a, as I say, a, a CG uh, version of the musical, but textured with hand-drawn artwork to give it the appearance of, of and lit, lit to give it the appearance of a 2D environment. But then all the, the cartoon characters, the penguins and the other animals, were the literal back to the drawing board hand-drawn animation. Uh, in fact, many 
to the former Disney animators came out of retirement just to work on the show. So it was a, a really nice kind of blending of, you know, the the, the oldest, simplest form of, of pen and pencil drawing with the latest CG and, and the latest content techniques to, to make something that feels like it's the original movie, but is actually a lot more fluid and, and, and contemporary than the first film. And now when you sit there as a creator and a visual effects specialist and supervisor, you come in there, you know, it's green screen everywhere galore. And now you have to piece together the background or, you know, the animated characters and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Is is there still that sense of, we'll use the generic phrase, but it's, it's still quite true, especially with the company we're talking about, Disney magic in creating yeah. something that looks so realistic and so tangible, you know, from that was originally just green sheets everywhere and green paint. Yes. I mean, very much so. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where there's certainly a lot of pressure on, on my shoulders and, and, and on my team because, yeah, nobody likes looking at a big green set all the time. It's like, it, it's, it's a leap of faith that everyone puts into you, uh, or entrusts to you that it's going to, it's going to look good in the end. So, with a very large team of, I mean, we had many, many hundreds of people uh, working in the visual effects department on uh, on Mary Poppins Returns, putting it all together. And uh, yeah, no, it's a challenge. I, in my imagination, I know what it's going to look like, um, but it's certainly it's a leap of faith from the from the other filmmakers to sort of trust that you're going to get there in the end. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, it, it's a it's a fun challenge, just watching and then watching people's reaction when they see it when it's finished and they kind of like they're so used to seeing it against green and then suddenly they, you know, they're floating above London or they're underwater or something it's uh, it's satisfying to get to see people's reaction at the end but it, it's yeah it was a good year's worth of work putting all that stuff together and how you know is it like 90 10 80 20 practical effects because I mean practical effects are, are starting to make a comeback in some sense um, just because a lot of the actors aren't trained for the stage that they actually need the props in front of them. So how does that work with, with the talent roster that you guys had? Clearly, most of, most of the actors have been classically trained, but, you know, for those that haven't. Yeah, I mean, I think that the, the, the practical effects are, are hugely important, and, and it's great to actually try, and I'm a big believer in trying to do as much sort of old-school work as we can. I mean, for example, a great example for, for that would be the parrot-handled umbrella, which at the beginning everyone would say, oh, we'll, we'll do that in CG, and I'm going... No, 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 we won't. Why are we? Why are we going to do that for real? So we had a, a special effects team there by Steve Warner um, had a an animatronic um, umbrella. It's like a little robot umbrella that somebody could operate, and its feet moved and its eyes moved and stuff. And just purely for performance alone. I mean, obviously Lynn and Emily are wonderful actors, but just for the kids, holding an umbrella that actually is talking and they're seeing their faces when they first saw it move. But that made their performance uh, like a hundred times better, just having something tangible that they could react to. So stuff like that is good fun. And so we try and do as much as we can, particularly working with Rob, uh, Rob Marshall as well, who very much likes to have as much in-camera uh, long takes as he can, working uh, with, the, with the special effects team and getting the best that they can do and then just uh, helping and, and taking it further with visual effects is, is hugely important. And it just makes it a more fun set to work on. Now, technology has come so far from what we were 55 plus years ago, you know, and as you said, it was cutting edge in the 60s when they did the first Mary Poppins. But as far as we've come, imagination still surpasses technology to an extent. 
Was there something that you had in your mind's eye that you really wanted to create for the film that just didn't develop computer-wise? I mean, we actually had to develop new compute software to, to, to realize everything that we wanted to do. I mean, one example of that, which sounds very simple, but it was actually incredibly complicated, was the bath foam when they're in the they're sort of they're, they're sailing in that ocean of bath foam in a in a bubble in a bath, and they're surrounded by these big islands of foam. They were incredibly complicated to render. Literally every single sphere of foam, every little tiny dot, had to be sort of lit and rendered and refract its neighbor and react as with the motion of the the water. Literally, those frames took, um, with vast amounts of computing power, took four days per frame to render some of those shots. It was incredibly complicated, and that took a long time. And, and literally, was, we had to we went through a bunch of different techniques trying to realize it, and, and ended up it was a, just an incredibly complicated new bit of software that had to be written to, to make sure that we we got what was in our imagination on screen. Right. Okay, R.C., do you have time for just one last question? Uh, sure. Uh, as a visual effects artist, I know we've, we tend to focus on the story uh, from the editing point of, point of view, but from a visual standpoint, what would you like the audience to see in the film that you put your most effort into? I mean, I think that would, I'd just like them to enjoy the Mary Poppins magic and actually to not think about so much what we've done, but just let the... Uh, that everything uh, and I wash over them, I think. It's like, I'm very proud of the underwater sequence, I'm very proud of the animation sequence and, and the balloons of London and things like that. And there are a lot of technical challenges in all of them, but what I want most is for the audience just to get emotionally involved in what we do. So many visual effects films now, are, and I've talked car crashes and explosions and, and uh, the end of the world. It's actually, uh, it was nice to make a visual effects movie that made people and, uh, laugh and, and maybe even cry a bit. Perfect. Uh, Mary Poppins uh, releases on digital Tuesday, March 12th, and on Blu-ray, 4K, and DVD 